Live and Grow, it's the most wonderful time of the year as we're just about at winter break. So I thought we'd do an episode to help resident students know just what's expected of you in terms of checking out for the break, what to do if you're switching rooms to a new room or building, or you're no longer living on campus for the spring semester, and maybe what to do if you're planning to stay for some or all of break. Sounds good, right? Uh, I'm the host, Mary Beth Griffin, and joining me today to talk about this are two guests from our housing department, Ed Mulvihill, our Associate Director of Operations. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm just dandy, thanks. You? Very good. Thank you very much. And Kevin Brenzel, our RD in Centennial Hall. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin's new to the podcast world. So. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start off. Um, first of all, we're just about to finals week in fall of 2019. So... When do students have to leave for break? Um, all residence halls will close on Friday, December 13th at 6 p.m. So essentially, if a student has their uh, final exam on, say, that Wednesday, they have to be out after their final exam. So it's essentially uh, immediately after your last exam or Friday uh, by 6 p.m., whichever comes first. All right. So oddly... I think there are some Friday classes that go beyond that yes. 6 p.m. What what do students who might have one of those have to do? It's actually a fairly easy process. What they need to do is simply talk to their resident directors, and uh, they get themselves on the list there, and they can certainly stay until their final is done. See, that's easy, It right? is easy. Ooh, we like that. <laughs> so I think when it comes to talking about moving out for the semester, the single biggest question we get is, do I have to move all my stuff out? Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're staying in your same room, no, you don't. You leave everything right where it is. Uh, we do have some things you have to do. Your resident directors will be talking to you about specifically what they need for you to check out of your hall. Uh, but let's just uh, work on the inside of your uh, room or apartment. The biggest thing, clean it. You'd have to clean it. I mean, there's there's going to be a significant period of time that you're not there. It has to be clean. We don't want anything to happen in there. Um, essentially, if you're uh, not coming back to that room or that, that apartment, then you do have to move all your stuff out. So that's the, that's the big difference. If you're moving your room, take your stuff home. If you're staying where you are, leave it there. But we really strongly encourage you to bring home any of your uh, valuables or something that you think you might need because we're not going to have a lot of staff here. So can't kind of keep going back and forth to the rooms. Um, Kevin, I wanted to ask you, because you've worked at Westside for a long time now. Mm -hmm. So what's what's typically, how does a Westside student move out? I mean, I know your stuff is more centered around Centennial, mm -hmm. but it's kind of the same in Grasso and Vinny, too. Whether the students are checking in, I mean, checking out for good, so they're leaving that specific spot, or if they are deciding, they are coming back. Either way, they do have to check out with an RA. So all residence halls will have posted hours where additional staff is on duty during the day for them to check residents out. So the biggest thing is having them come down to the hall, I mean, to the front desk, or depending on location of the specific building. Um, and Centennial will be coming down to the front desk and saying that they're leaving. So the RA, either way, the RA will still go up to the room to make sure everything is done properly, whether or not they are returning to the same room or not. And then once they're done with that, they'll sign off on a roster to confirm that they are, in fact, leaving. 
the, the RAs, uh, I just want to put it out there that the RAs are not the individuals who talk about if something is going to be billed or how much of something is going to be billed. That's going to be determined later on by the resident director who will go through all the rooms, make sure one, everybody is out, make sure the windows are closed and stuff like that. Uh, but they do need to make sure that um, they understand that the RAs do not make that determination whatsoever. We don't allow them to do that. The RDs will go through when everyone's out and kind of everything's out of their hair. They can see what's there, see what's wrong, uh, and, and uh, make the appropriate billing if necessary or maintenance requests if necessary. And that's pretty much how things work on Midtown too, right? That's exactly you're just, how it you're is, checking yeah. out of your room. It's just that you have less space that you're accountable for. That's, that's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, the halls will have a slightly different uh, way of checking out, um, but it's based on the individual staffs. It's based on uh, the type of students they have. Um, the needs of the building. So there may be some RDs that will say you have to sign up ahead of time. Maybe some RDs will say, come on down between these hours and this is when people can check out. So it's just really important to make sure you check your email uh, and look at the, the posted signs at the desk to, to know when you have to come down to actually sign out. Because even if you are coming back, you still got to let us know you're leaving. Yeah. And in the next day or two, all of you should be getting emails and start seeing posters up if you haven't already started seeing posters up around your hall flyers and posters that tell you what to do for checkout so you know i i think i made myself a little list of things that as you're getting ready to leave things that you should be doing to get ready to leave so uh ed you already mentioned one of this which is cleaning your rooms and apartments and please 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 if you live in centennial grasso or Pinney. That means cleaning your bathrooms and cleaning your kitchen areas. Um, and it's really important because during the year, nobody goes in to clean those. And, and so when you're in, it's up to you. Now, some of you are very good about cleaning your stuff and others of you are probably more like I am <laughs> and you get to it when you can't climb through the stuff anymore. Um, you know, but at least at this time of year when you have a break, getting that apartment cleaned and doing a good job on the bathrooms and things is really helpful um, for you and will be more helpful at the end of the year, too. Um, another thing that we talk about is is getting rid of all your trash and open foods and things. Um, a, I, I'm telling you right now, there is nothing worse than coming back to something that has been rotting inside your refrigerator for five weeks and opening that door to the smell. Um, I, I've been there before when somebody has left like a pot roast in their, in their refrigerator defrosting and, and it's just, it's bad. It's bad, bad, bad news. Um, but, but trash and open food things are also, they invite guests that we don't want to have Absolutely. in the building with us too. So. Um, and quite frankly, you just don't want to come back to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Um, unplugging electrical things, your lights and clocks and different electronics. Computers, definitely. Make yeah. sure those are unplugged. Yeah. Better for you because if there is any kind of power issue, it's not blowing up your computer. Um, and we did say that refrigerators can stay plugged in, but you should be cleaning those out, like I said, of all those leftovers and things and just you know leaving your you know ketchup and mustard and miracle whip or mayonnaise or you know i don't know balsamic vinaigrette or something in there so um 
We we talked too about about leaving your stuff in your room, but I strongly encourage you, please don't leave things in your room that are valuable. Um, you know, as Ed said, we we don't have a lot of staff who stay in the buildings over the holiday break, and there are people who are in and out. We'll have maintenance. We may have you know outside contractors or things who are in doing something if you know god forbid one year one of our buildings had a a pipe that burst and so you know you just you don't know um and while we do our best to escort those people and things we don't know what you have in your room either so you know if you've got valuable stuff take it with you it um, just and in, in regards to that though it, we you should have been done already uh, about talking to your um, either your parents about their uh, their homeowners insurance mm-hmm. and if you're covered or not or purchase, purchasing the uh, renters insurance yourself uh, that that usually is done much earlier but this is like a perfect time to see what actually is covered mm-hmm. because like you said if there is that one time that a pipe does burst I mean let's face it it can happen it's it's for all intents purposes they're apartment buildings mm-hmm. if something happens or or something gets flooded out. You want to make sure that you're covered. So make sure that that is up to date and uh, you are certainly covered. But the best part is if you could bring some of those important things home, then it's not going to be there to have anything happen to it. I would also mention bringing home whatever you would need for the break, such as if you're traveling, a passport, your license, any medications, glasses. If you have any rented textbooks, make sure you bring them home so you can mail them back. So also remember stuff like that. We're not yeah. going to have the staff here to be able to go back and forth into the building, so it's just really important to understand that once you leave, you are yeah. gone for the break. Yeah. That was a good thing. I hadn't even remembered about that, but that's really good. And every year we get people who mm-hmm. left their license mm-hmm. or their house key or happens, medications a whole lot. Is, you just have to try to minimize it. Um, you know, as you're going through your room and you've done the cleaning, if there's maintenance stuff in there that you haven't reported yet, please report that because this is a perfect time for people to be able to go in and and take care of some of those mm-hmm. issues. And then we always ask you to, to do a couple things. One is to keep your blinds closed, especially if you're living on the ground floor somewhere. Um, you, you just want to keep them closed because it doesn't invite people to mm-hmm. look in and, you know. Um, close and lock your windows or sliders. Yep. Um, again, just makes it more secure. And then keep your heat turned on at the low setting. Yeah, not every building yeah. can, can change that. Uh, yeah. But those that do have the ability, please make sure that your heat is kept on. Just keep it on a low setting. That's all yeah. we ask. Yeah. It's going to keep your room nice and toasty so when you come back in, it's it's ready for you. And for Centennial residents that are listening, that means the switch that is in your living room, make sure that is turned on. Yes. Good idea. Um, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot about cleaning probably because it's an issue that comes up all the times. But if you know that you're going to have a new roommate moving in or you have a space that hasn't yet been filled in your room, please, please, please make sure that you have, you know, organized your stuff onto one side of the room and that you've left space available for that new person coming in and that your room's clean and people aren't walking into crap um, because we don't have custodial staff who are coming in to clean out that room if there's already somebody living in there. If the room or apartment is totally vacated, we probably can get somebody in there to do it. But if it's, you know, just that your roommate has decided to move to a different building and you've got somebody new coming in, 
you want that to be a welcoming space when they come in. So, you know, please, please take care of that and do that. And also, if you think that you may not be getting a roommate uh, because they don't have one right now, don't think that way because yeah. we do assignments right up until well up through opening. Yeah. So you can get a roommate at any point in time. Yeah. So please make sure that that area is uh, sometimes kept clear. past opening. If we uh, get absolutely. a if you get a good snowstorm in the first week, we always get a bunch of people who <laughs> that come is in true actually. They don't want to be driving from Waterbury every day in that crap. So. Can't blame them. Yeah, um, we talked a little bit about officially checking out and i'm sure some people don't think it's such a big deal but why is it important that people officially check out and what happens if somebody doesn't well the, the easier part is what happens if they don't yeah. um there is a charge uh there's a 25 dollar um in a improper, uh, improper checkout. checkout thank you yeah. um in addition to that, we have staff that will be working and trying to working up past our hours, trying to figure out where people are, what's going on. Um, it, it's kind of a safety issue for us. We want to make sure that if you're not supposed to be here in the building, you're not here. Or what if something happened to you? It's a way for us to find out what's going on. Um, it, it, we have to keep our rosters up to date at all times. What happens uh, if there was a fire alarm or something happened in the building? If we don't have a clear understanding of who is there and who is not, then that, that makes it more difficult for first responders and us. Um, so we do want to make sure that students are, are officially checking out officially, and please avoid the $25 uh, charge for that. If they have a hard key for something, like a, a front door or, or a bedroom door, that's a $150 charge because it has to get redone. It has to get recorded. We can't just wait till next semester to bring it back. Um, if it's a, a hard key for a mailbox, uh, they range from 25 to 35 depending on where they are. But you can avoid all that all that fees right off the bat if you just hand it in. Um, if there's an issue, please contact your RD immediately. Uh, in addition to that, it's a lot more work for me in the office and the RDs <laughs> to keep putting all the information in and send all the bills out. So just uh, help us out and just make sure you sign out before you leave. And on top of if you're officially leaving, another thing you will do is with your RA is sign uh, sign your room inventory form mm -hmm. that you signed initially when you checked into the room, whether it was in the beginning of in August when you moved in, or if you currently did a room switch throughout the semester, you also check out on that as well. But that's for people who are moving out of the building. Correct. So if you're not coming back to housing at all, or if you are say living in Newberry and you got a room in Centennial for the spring, mm -hmm. so if you're leaving your room. You have to do the riff. You don't have to do a riff if you're just coming back. But even if you're moving within your building, say you live in Litchfield and you move to a different floor with a friend of yours, you have to sign that riff out of the room that you're officially finally leaving, that you're not returning to yes. in the spring. So, Kevin, can you talk a little bit about 24-hour quiet hours and why they're different from normal quiet hours and what happens? Mm-hmm. 24-hour quiet hours will officially begin on Friday, December 6th at 11 p.m. Um, that's this Friday at 11 p.m. 24-hour quiet hours is different than normal is because, A, it's 24 hours. Um, so from 11 p.m. until the end of finals, it will be 24-hour quiet hours. We do this because we want to help students be able to study and have a calm, quiet place where they can basically study for their finals that are coming up. We recognize that uh, the residence halls are not the 
the sole area on campus, uh, the main area on campus that studies are done. But let's face it, you're in your home. This is yeah. still your home away from home. We want to make sure that it's comfortable. You can get stuff done. You can work with your, your fellow uh, classmates and have another spot to just relax and to kind of hunker down. This might be the, the do or die moment for some people or this, I just want to make sure I get my perfect uh, score. Mm -hmm. Who knows what it might be? We want to make sure that it's a conducive environment to their academics. It's not just the library or study, study halls around the area. It, we want to make sure that the residence halls themselves are comfortable so they can make that happen. So if people are violating quiet hours or, you know, some other university policy or thing, what happens during 24-hour quiet hours? They will be documented judicially and sent through the Judicial Affairs Office, as well as they could be asked to leave immediately. And, and unfortunately, it does happen every year. And um, I don't know if some people th don't think we're serious about it, but it's it's our mandate. We have to be. Mm -hmm. um, they're here for a specific reason, the academics. Let's make sure that works. Um, and we do ask people to leave, and it could be 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning where you have to leave immediately. Um, I mean, there are some offenses that we might be able to say, okay, this is your only warning. Uh, but at this point in time, everything's kind of kicked up a few notches. Mm -hmm. Everything's elevated. So uh, we do ask people to go home, unfortunately, and go through the judicial process uh, when they return. So don't do it. Nope. <laughs> um, and some, some students actually need to stick around for a break. So can you talk a little bit about that? You know, what housing is available? Where can they stay? What does it cost? All those good things. Sure. Um, the two buildings that are being used for winter break housing right now are Centennial and Penny Hall. So if you're in those particular buildings and you do wish to stay, uh, there is a form to fill out that are at your, it's at the front desk, it's on our website. Um, but there, you, you would sign up for it and hand it in. Um, I do believe it is due by the 9th. Yes, Friday, actually the 9th. So we're kind of getting really, really close. But if you have some Tuesday major issues, yep, we need you to, what to say? You said Friday the 9th, but Tuesday is the 9th. Yes. Ignore the fact that it says Friday on there, even though it's the 7th night. So, yes, you can fill out the form. You can stay in your, your current spots in those particular buildings. Uh, Monday's the ninth. Is it not yet? It is the ninth. Yeah. i got to look at my clock. i got to look at it now. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, there are a few rooms that are in Centennial that we are not going to be able to allow people to stay in this, this uh, winter break because of... Uh, wow. so, <laughs> thank you, Monday. Because there are some... Um, uh, maintenance issues that we're working with uh, for an event that happened or an incident that happened recently. So if you are one of those, you'll be notified to let you know that, you, that we can't uh, stay in that particular spot. So here's the deal, though. If you are not from those buildings um, and you still need to stay for break, meaning you're staying because of, of uh, one of the four um, athletic uh, teams that are here or if you're working on campus full time or, or what, what, whatever it might be, you can still stay on campus, you can still stay in those two buildings, but it is your responsibility to find spaces within your friend's rooms and that everybody in your their apartment or their suite gives you permission to stay there. And that form, the back of that form actually has uh, a spot that the students will, will sign and print their names. Um, and we do verify that to make sure that it is still okay. And as long as you are given permission from those students to stay there, you can certainly do that. Uh, there is a uh, building breakdown for the entire uh, break essentially is $1,575. Um, there are some times that students may only need to be here a couple of weeks as opposed to the entire thing. So it works out to be roughly 300, no, not roughly, it works out to be $315 a week. Um, 
So students can check off on that form what they might need. And as long as everything's okay, they'll be allowed to stay. Uh, but again, getting the permission to stay in those rooms and you finding uh, a spot for, to stay, that is the student's responsibility. We don't have the ability this year to say, okay, I have X number of suites and apartments open so we can kind of pull people in wherever we might need them. We just don't have that opportunity this year. Okay. So if you don't know anyone in those buildings, talk to some of your friends and see if they've Absolutely. got somebody who can help you too. Um, is there is there food service during the break? There is no food service. And no shuttle service. No shuttle service. Okay. This is also good things to keep in mind. Um, and just, I know some people are going to ask, why is there an extra charge for the winter break housing? Because we don't have a charge for Thanksgiving or spring break. Um, in a way, we actually do have that charge. The difference is that charge is already in your bill. Um, for the winter housing, it's not in anyone's bill. It's not part of your semesterly breakdown. So uh, in order to stay here, we do charge uh, the minimum that the university allows us to charge uh, um, simply just for the, to stay in, in the halls themselves. We do have staff that we do have to pay for to, to be there. Uh, although it's a minimal amount of staff, it's the money has to come from somewhere, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, we do have maintenance, which is done. We have uh, uh, electricity, which is used. The steam is used for the heat. I mean, it, it all adds up. And I mean, if we could offer it for free, I certainly would love to do so, yeah. but we just can't. Yeah. Well, and we don't. We're it's a service that's being provided. You're Correct. living somewhere, so there's a cost associated with that. It's just not built. The Thanksgiving and spring breaks come within the cost that you're already charged Correct. for the fall and spring semesters. So winter intercession is just a different thing because you're not paying for that because you're generally not here. So. It's, it's kind of easy to think about yeah. it. It's, it's a, a third semester for all yeah. intents and purposes. And just like the summer, the summer will be like a fourth one. I mean, yeah. it's, it is, it's above and beyond the regular semester charges and semester services. Okay. Is there anything that I've forgotten that you guys want to mention? Do, 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 I don't think so. Do, I think we kind of covered everything. It's just that when you're here for the, if you are here for the break, uh, again, services are are limited. Um, uh, the same rules and regulations apply throughout the year. We uh, do have a few more things on there, meaning you cannot have overnight guests. Um, uh, we just try because there's so limited staff. We want to make sure that we try to keep everything to a minimum. Yeah. Um, we'll keep people as safe as possible. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's a question that arose that you didn't hear an answer to um, or you have a topic that you'd like us to think about talking about in the spring, you can always feel free to email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. Um, thanks, Ed. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, for being our guest today. And that's going to be it for Gab and Grow. Uh, I want to wish everyone the best of luck on your finals and a really great holiday season. And we'll see you again. We open up for the spring semester on Monday, January 20th at 10 a.m. Um, and classes start on the 21st. So have a great break and we'll see you then. Bye now.